Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. From uh, Blue White Illustrated and Rivals.com, Ryan Snyder. Ryan, welcome back. Thank you so much for your time on this Friday. Awesome, man. Yeah, it's good to be on. It's been a little while. I've been so incredibly busy, Steve. It has been a very busy, I don't know, I would like to say six weeks, but really it's been like six months, it feels like. But, I would uh, say the thing, right? I would say since June 1st, you probably have been uh, pedal to the floor since they opened yeah, up the doors to let people back. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I, I would say I'm busy, and then their recruiting staff is like probably doing twice as much as I am. So let's be honest, I... I uh I can't I can't talk. Everybody in Lash is working way harder than. Oh, I know. I understand that, but you've got to, you have to keep up with it. It's a lot of people to keep up with along the way. So let me let me start with this part, uh, and that is, it's a Friday. Uh, now I know they're. I don't think they're going to be as active tonight as they were on others going out. Uh, but they have been. I mean, James Franklin has been hitting a minimum of three places. Mm-hmm. During the course of a Friday, is that safe to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, he's out in Philadelphia today with uh, Terry Smith, and they will be at the Emetep, um Bartram game tonight. And then they'll they'll see a couple schools down in Philly. Uh, so they they were actually already in Philly once, uh, and that that stop was to see Archbishop Wood, uh, Northeast, where Kent Talley plays, and a couple other schools. And I know today it's uh, primarily focused on Emetep. Uh, St. Joseph's Prep and Newman Garetti. So those would be the three schools, and I think there might be one other one. I'm not thinking over the top of my head, but yeah, they'll see. They'll see at least three today. I think it's actually four. And then um, James will go to the game tonight, and then they will, uh, you know, get get back here, uh, you know, probably at 11 o'clock or so tonight. All right, so let's let's uh, run through this a little bit. The whiteout always has a dramatic impact on recruits. There's no getting around it because you can just talk to the current players on the team when they came here during whiteout games on recruiting weekends. When you have had the opportunity to talk to either the individual players or to talk to a coach or to parents, what impact did the Auburn game have on their thought process? Yeah, it was... Um I don't want to call it perfect because well, actually, it pretty much was. I mean, because here's the thing: is we know how great the atmosphere is, right? Like people are always going to um, love that part of it, okay? But when you also have a very close, competitive game and the crowds in it the entire time, and oh by the way, it was in mid-September, so the weather's perfect, and oh by the way, you know we just went 16 months with nothing. And, oh, by the way, <laughs> um, most of these players haven't been out to other schools yet because it was early in the year. You know, all that stuff compounds. And, and now Penn State has set an incredibly high bar for all – I mean, there were 50 uncommitted players there, okay? And that doesn't – you know, obviously that doesn't include all the, all the committed guys. So, really, it was, you know, 70-plus scholarship guys. So, when you have 50 uncommitted players come in, you know, probably about 35 of which were in the 2023 class, and the first visit – so the first big game that they ever see is a, is a very um, competitive uh, and, and exciting game against Auburn in, in that whiteout setting. I know now they're going to go out and visit all these other schools then. You just set such a high bar. And, and I think that's a, a big reason why you saw Matthias Barnwell commit this past week. And uh, Lamont, Lamont Payne, of course, committed right before it. But, uh, you know, just, just having all that stuff compound with the beautiful weather and a very interesting game, an electric atmosphere as it is, it just—it really sets Penn State up 
well to, to gain some momentum here coming into the next couple months. We talked about James going out and seeing games. Uh, over the past couple of weeks, uh, we know that Penn State has a couple of highly recruited running backs that have verbaled. We know there have been a couple of highly recruited quarterbacks that have verbaled. He's been able to go out and see the running backs and one of the quarterbacks. Another one fans will get a chance to see play tonight. I know you've seen in person because you've gone out mm-hmm. to see him play, correct? Yeah, man, Drew was so much fun to watch a couple weeks ago. I, I was actually so I originally was planning to attend tonight's game, and um, just the, with the way the Indiana game worked and stuff, I was like, okay, let's move this up. And I ended up going to like the best game of his career. It was about three weeks ago against Stone Monroe Falls. Um, he, oh, I forget what exactly it was uh, over it was over 400 yards passing basically. I mean, he, he just everything fell perfectly, and and what really impressed me the most was just his accuracy I mean he is they throw the ball like 50 60 times a game and I mean I can only think of a handful of throws that were really kind of off target or anything like that so that worked out really well of course he was just there to see Bo Pribula uh, the other day down in Central York I'll go see Drew or I'll go see Bo excuse me uh, play Dallas Town in a couple weeks here but uh you know, Nick Singleton actually, then is, is where I'm going to go see next week. They play Exeter Township, who, of course, is, uh, Penn State has offered Joey Schlafler, uh, a top prospect, uh, top tight end prospect, who happens to be Michael Mennett's half brother. So, a lot of, lot of good games coming up. I think I'm just going to hang out here tonight. I was going to go out to Pittsburgh, uh, but one of the players I was going to see is now injured and, uh, withdrew yeah. on TV and a, and a late game tomorrow with so many recruits. I think we're going to hang out here tonight. All right. Um, this is not just about what they can end up signing uh, in December. Uh, this is also about what they can do for next year, 22. What can they do in 23? What I mean, I'm sensing from everyone I've talked to that they have laid incredible foundations for 22, 23, 24, and have started laying a foundation, believe it or not, for 25. Is that the impression? Yeah. Is that the impression you're getting to? Certainly. I mean, you know, twenty twenty four is so hard. It's so far down the road. It's, I know. Kinda, I know. It's, it yeah, seems there's, that. There's a lot it of seems that. Yeah, it seems that way. But you and I both know you, you, that's how you have to do it. Hey, l- listen. They've already had about uh, fifteen of those guys on campus. So I mean, that that tells you uh, a good chunk. And by the end of the season, it'll be you know it'll be closer to forty or fifty. So uh, yeah, that's incredibly important. Uh, what I would stress is just you know when you get. Uh, your 2022 class done pretty much as early as they have. Of course, there's a couple guys still out there. Uh, that just allows them to shift their focus so much um, more on 2023. And that's why you're seeing a couple, you know, 2023 commitments in the past couple days. And I think while you'll see more uh, moving into October and November. But, uh, you know, I, over the course of the, of, the, of the summer they had, it was what do we think, 30 uncommitted 2023 guys in June. They had about 15 or so, maybe it was a little under 20, actually maybe closer to 20 in just that week in July. And then, of course, last week or two weeks ago for the for the uh, Auburn game, like I said, there was about 35 other um, uncommitted guys uh, who hold scholarships. And, of course, there's some overlap. A couple of guys came in June and July. But uh, it's a great start, man. And, and, and one thing I will say is the region as a whole for 2023, it's down a little bit. You know, there's only two yeah. elite 
top, you know, rivals 250 players in Maryland. There's only four in New Jersey. Those states, right. you know, they usually average about nine or ten. So you got to get those top guys here early, and you got to get them in the door because yeah. you know there, there isn't there isn't that depth that we normally see. And then one other thing I'll add is they've also already hosted players from Alabama, California, Texas, Florida. Uh, where am I forgetting? South Carolina, North Carolina. Those are states from outside the region where. Uh, you know, they get guys every once in a while, uh, but to get guys coming up here for that whiteout game and then throughout the summer, you know, they're already really doing a good job stretching out uh, nationally as well because they know they'll have to do that. Play three. Yeah, it's interesting because, uh, you know, you and I both know, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not even remotely in the same realm you are with this, uh, obviously. Oh, you no, got I'm, some inside. You, you, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. You're, you're in the loop. Right. <laughs> but, okay. But you and I both know that everything goes in cycles. There's some cycles where the state is tremendous, Maryland's tremendous, New Jersey's tremendous, and then sometimes the cycle is is great. It just depends on on how the tumblers fall into place. The days, though, where you could, and I was saying this to Jack Ham last night, because we were talking a little bit about this, and I said, I said, the days where you could take a protractor and spin it around 250 miles from campus, and hey, you got everybody. Those days are gone, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's, and, and hey, look, and, and it's also the time, you know, Penn State wasn't pulling as many prospects from, from Texas and Florida. I mean, I, you, you know, uh, Paterno era better than I do, but I don't believe they were pulling as many. Sure. Uh, back that's then. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's just, it's, this is, this is, this is the world of recruiting now. So, uh, Penn State will always get, you know, 12, 15, you know, maybe some years like this year. I mean, they have about 12 Pennsylvania guys already. So it, it's a, when you right. include the junior college kids. So, you know, this, this exactly. was an incredibly right. strong year. 2023 will be a very strong year. Uh, but when you go yep. back and you look at 2018, 2019, you know, they, they only, they, there was only a handful of guys that they really pursued in Pennsylvania those years. So it, it goes up and down. And that's why yep. you got to be elite uh, nationally. That's why you got to win because you got to be able to get the attention of those guys, um, you know, down south and, and in the Midwest. I remember in the '80s, it was a huge deal that Penn State was able to get Michael Timpson and Tim Johnson out of Florida. Like, whoa! Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, that was one of those like breakthrough moments back in the '80s when they did that. And, you know, and Tim was, of course, critical in the national championship year. Michael was critical getting to a national championship game. But uh, that that's that's an amazing part of it. The bye week, of course, is on the horizon. Now, you know, you know, this is a one-week-at-a-time thing, but for the recruiting staff, they have to plan ahead. How important will that bye week be in terms of all the coaches fanning out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone will be on the road that week. Um, I wish I had a list for you right now, but I would say this. Like, we know where they've been so far. They've seen Ken Talley. They've seen Bo Prebula. Uh, they will see uh, Keon Wiley and some Emetep guys tonight. I mean, pretty much, if you look at Penn State's committed list right now, they'll knock out 80% of that committed list over that weekend. I mean, they'll see, you know, so, like, for example, uh, you know, you can expect a one slider to go down to Florida, and he'll probably see two games that night, you know, bounce bounce between uh, wherever he can. And, and you know, it, it'll, it'll be like that across the country. I would expect uh, Mike Yurchis to probably see Drew Alar that weekend. So, I mean, that, that'll be the big weekend where everybody hits the road, and when they hit the road, when they go to Pittsburgh or they go to Cleveland, wherever it is, 
you know, they'll see three or four schools uh, all within that day. And then, they'll, of course, they'll, they'll go most likely to go see a committed player play their game that night. But, but that'll be the big weekend where everybody hits the road. And uh, I'm looking forward to tracking it down. It's always a, a, a fun weekend, and that's a challenge to track everybody down that weekend. See, that's, what's, that's what I find interesting, and people have to keep remembering. James Franklin has been doing, I think, a phenomenal job of getting out to seeing players who are committed. In other words, we haven't moved on to somebody else. You haven't signed yet. You're critical to us. And I think that's, that's an important sign for he and the, and the assistant coaches to continue to do that, where you just continue to, quote, show the love to the people that you know, you've worked hard to get a commitment from. So, so let me let me add there. I mean, so many other schools just send their assistant, and 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 the head coach will then go pursue whoever that next player is. And you know, sometimes that does work, but uh, but we've also seen uh, you know higher decommitments rates normally at, at other schools than we do at Penn State. Penn State has a few, of course, every school does. But uh, you know, I think that's a big part of it, man. James going out to see pretty much every committed player. He won't. I don't know if he'll see every single one of them, but he will see at least probably 70, 80 percent of them uh, over the course of the season. That usually a decommitment brings with it mass panic. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. There's obviously there's a message board that you work with. Obviously, how? But how much do you pay attention to, to social media and what you know, what people say, don't say? How much do you pay attention to it? Um, I would say this. I. As I've gotten older, I definitely pay attention to it less. Um, but it, it's a key part of it's a key part of my job, you know, like it, knowing just kind of what what fans think and 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 their perception of the class. Because I I take it on myself to kind of sometimes be uh, the voice for the staff. You know, because they can't they can't get out there and explain, you know, why this kid is no longer part of the class or why they decided to not recruit this kid and recruit the other. So, you know, for me, when I see confusion on social media. You know, it's not. I don't put it all on my shoulders, you know, or anything like that. But, but I always think of, okay, well, this is something I clearly need to address here. And whether it's in a, a free mailbag kind of article or just something more so on message boards that you have to keep, um, you know, for, for the people who subscribe. You know, that I, I like I like learning people's questions and I like learning their concerns because to me that that's the stuff I need to address. So right. as I've gotten older, I, you know, you just learn how to. How to how to use it, and then of course you get you get crazy people who you know just it doesn't matter what you say they don't want to hear it, and then that's you know as I'm I'm 33 now I learned to just kind of ignore that. <laughs> yeah, I think you know that I have ignored it a long time ago. <laughs> so, yeah, but, yeah, it is what it is. But, but people have to remember the coaches can't say a word about it. it's an NCAA violation pro or con, and yeah. that's why you know when you and I do the you know, and again to remind everybody when when Ryan and I have these talks, you notice I never address a specific player because yeah. again I fall under those same guidelines where I can't talk about specific individuals as well um, because that that's a violation if I do because of the situation I'm in. Uh, all right, so now so we talked about the bye week coming up. Uh, you know, when you when you look at you know, when they go on the road, for example, like next week they're going to be on the road. How much does that change? You know, they've had four straight weeks where they've had home games. So, what does that change for them next week? I mean, is it just everybody at the hotel and nobody's out? Um, 
You know, it's a good question. Some, some weeks they do, some weeks they don't. Uh, with, with the game being in Iowa, you know, that's something I'll have to dig on. There's not too many guys, obviously, in that local right. vicinity that Penn State uh, either has committed right now. Um, for example, one thing I, I would note is, you know, they played Wisconsin in the beginning of the year. Uh, they have tight end Jerry Cross committed. Now, Jerry had a high ankle sprain. Uh, the same weekend as that game, so they didn't they didn't go see him. He's back playing now, and I would assume they'll go see him during the bye week. But if Jerry would have been playing that week, uh, I can almost assure you that Ty Howe or James Franklin would have been at that game in Milwaukee, you know, with with Madison not being too far away. So it just depends, you know. It, it, Iowa, you know, I, I'd be surprised maybe if if, if they mm-hmm. see recruits next week. They might, you know, maybe they'll fly into you know a bigger city like a Detroit or something and then fly out. I, I'd be surprised. But for example, you know, away at Ohio State, uh, yeah, I, I'd be very surprised if they don't go see you know Caden uh, Saunders that weekend who lives outside of outside of Columbus. So some weeks they do, some weeks they don't. Uh, with with that Iowa game being as big as it is, and and the travel that would uh, you know have to have to ensue at midnight or whatever that would be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd be surprised if they hit the road uh, next week. But, like I said, Ohio State and, and you know, uh, what is it? what's the other way? Back Maryland, for example. I'm sure they'll see some, some games in the local vicinity for that game, too. One final question, if I can indulge you one more time, and that deals with the players within the class that most immediately is on track to sign in December. Mm-hmm. You guys do a great job once they really get ingrained in this thing of, you know what? I'm going to do everything I can to help recruit everybody else, too. Who are the guys in this group that would be on track to sign in uh, the middle to late part, latter part of December? Who are those guys that are the, the ones that are constantly, either through social media or whatever, sticking in touch with guys saying, hey, let's do this together? Yeah. Yeah, I always get this, and I always like, I always feel like I leave somebody out. And, and especially I know, with yeah, this group. I because, because um, well, this group, I mean, you know, with so many guys. Okay, so first off, like the easy answers here are Caden Saunders, uh, Ken Talley, Bo Cudula. You know, that, that group of guys who committed very early in the process, that's a, because of their early commitments and because of, um, you know, their personalities and, and how much they enjoy all this, it's a big reason why Penn State's in the position they are now with so many players already committed. Um, but, you know, there, there's so many guys. Jerry Cross, for example. I mean, he has a, an excellent personality. Fans are going to love to get to know him. You know, Drew Shelton, of course, you know, he at one point he was considering maybe uh, looking at Florida a little bit. And But even even before he, you know, went to visit Florida and even after, I mean, he was always kind of recruiting for Penn State. So, I mean, there's so many guys. I can talk about Makai Flowers. Makai's not uh, as open on social media, but, you know, he's, he's definitely always texting with guys and, um, you know, getting to know people. So there, there's so many of them. Nick Singleton, since he's committed, you know, he's, he's, he's become friends with a lot of guys within the region. K.J. Winston has good friends, um, you know, with other people down in Maryland. Deny Dennis Sutton. You know, he, his personality, he might be my, I don't want to say favorite because there's a lot that I like, but, you know, just, just getting to know him and, and, and everything about him. He's more mature than I am, and he's 18, so, or I don't even know, he must be 17. So uh, there's, there's a lot of guys, man, and, and that peer recruiting is often so important, and it's also a major reason why Penn State wanted to get Lamont Payne on board. Uh, why they want to get Alex Birchmeyer on board, Matthias Barnwell in that next class, because, you know, uh, just getting those guys, like with Lamont Payne, for example, you know, he's friends with so many kids in Pittsburgh, from Rodney Gallagher to Tamir Robinson. Uh, Matthias, of course, was on board, and then he opened things up, and now he's back.
back. Um, and, of course, Alex, too. I mean, all of those guys, when you get a good foundation of good guys who, you know, really enjoy this process and who have great great personalities, it really helps you, you build and, and you get that snowball, that domino effect. You're incredibly busy. It's been too long, though. It's great to have you back on with yeah. us, and thank you so much for all the wonderful information. I'm sure there are a lot of people who are probably hanging on every word. Appreciate you very much, Ryan. <laughs> it's football season, man. The kids are at daycare now. Call me whenever. I got I got some time. We're, we, we're, we're juggling uh, conference calls sometimes and whatnot, but uh, let's, let's find time for it more. I, I don't have the kids with me now. Let's, let's do it. All right? All right. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate you, you very much, my friend. Take care.